0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things and parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil, and produced grain some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one, comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, Immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields. In one case, a hundredfold. In another, 60. And in another, 30. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Walking by outside on the street, you might stop to take a look. A rounded brick wall about two stories high connected by a vestibule to a classic villa of the old Berlin neighborhood. A sign out front and a little cross on top mark it as a church. But inside, it's different. That rounded brick wall has a ceiling that rises up to meet it such that when you're sitting in one of the pews, you feel like you're facing the bow of a ship. And if the ship has a captain, then he must be symbolized as the crucified one, whose image hangs in the bow wall above the stone altar. So something that's not much from the outside is quite different from the inside and invites consideration and contemplation. Jesus' parable of the sower is like that church. There's an outside view and an inside view. And seeing the bow of the boat from the inside makes a difference. We have it from St. Matthew this morning, who begins to record the parables of Jesus, first in chapter 13. That's after Jesus' kingdom message and movement have met with resistance. And all in one chapter, weeds, mustard seed, leaven, hidden treasure, pearl of great price, net, it's all parables. And it oscillates between Jesus addressing the crowds and Jesus addressing his disciples. And that's how he proclaims the parable of the sower, first to the crowds on the shore, and a second time to the disciples in the boat. And this first of the parables of Jesus Presents the pattern, the paradigm of Jesus' entire kingdom movement. How goes the kingdom of heaven? How does it operate? That's what Jesus is getting at here. And the pattern of the kingdom entails real pitfalls and also great promises. And those who are in the boat with Jesus are those who are in the know. So Jesus is in the bow of the disciple boat, preaching to crowds on the shore in parables. In the verses that got left out of the lectionary reading, the disciples then ask Jesus a question. And they don't ask him to explain the parable of the sower. They ask him to explain himself. They want to know why he's preaching in parables at all. Jesus' kingdom message and movement have been running into resistance. He's been coming into conflict with those who knew most about his people's tradition, who codified it for communal life, and who themselves then tried to live by that code. Scribes, Pharisees. And this conflict had reached such a pitch that Jesus' own mother and brothers had sought to intervene. So Jesus may have the interest of the crowds, but if he can't get even the local leaders of Galilee, how's he ever going to win Jerusalem? And now he's standing there telling stories. Preaching the kingdom is kind of like a campaign. And the disciples appear to be a bit worried about their candidates. So as his kingdom campaign kind of looks like it might be skidding off the rails, his disciples would save him from the peril of talking in parables. But Jesus then says something like pitfalls are actually built into the pattern of this kingdom. So he's out, to be sure, to win hearts like yours and mine. And at the same time, there is a real, formidable enemy snatching his word from human hearts. Jesus' kingdom movement is the stuff of joy. And it will entail suffering such that the joy will come to an end for some. Jesus' message is embedded in the here and now, in the fray of human life with its worries and its struggle to get ahead. And in that real fray, it is going to suffer casualties. So disciples of Jesus, listen up. This is just how it is. From the prophets to Jesus to today, the pattern of God's kingdom entails real pitfalls. It is resistible. Human life can and does fail to come to proper fruition. Now, running into resistance, Jesus, in the bow of the boat, changes his mode of speaking. But he does not change course. He identifies pitfalls, but he doesn't exactly seem to be looking to avoid them. For example, there is a sort of wanton generosity to the sower. You and I would be pretty inclined to call him wasteful. But then again, we're in the boat, so we know that the sower is God. And we know that Jesus is both sower and seed. He's God, and at the same time, the Word of God come down in human form to earth. So God is wasting His Son? And Jesus is wasting His words all over the place? No. No, it's that we novice mariners have more to learn from Jesus. Because there's promise here promise to Jesus' pitfall-confronting kingdom. He's telling them this. He's telling us this. He is going to be wantonly generous with his word, even with hearts where the devil is defensively territorial. And that's just where it starts. Here's another promise of the kingdom. There is a joy to this business that exceeds the joy you sensed when you first heard Jesus. When you first ran into Jesus, you were still brimming with subtle self-confidence, self-interest, plans for self-realization, but he's peeling that away in the boat. You couldn't have suffered like that especially anything that pinched on that self-business. But Jesus is working a joy with you in which you can lose yourself. Here's another one. Jesus is promising a pattern of life above, or perhaps below, the normal fray. Imagine not being caught in the suffocating pattern of trying to get ahead, to have what is never quite enough. The people in the boat with Jesus, they turn out to be pretty strange. Everybody in there gives up, gives away a substantial portion of their wealth. Some give it all. It's a quite amazing thing. But the two real kickers come at the end of the parable and then at the end of the re-examination of that parable with the disciples in the boat. And the first of those is that human life can and does come to proper fruition. And that happens with those who listen to and understand the Word. How do you understand the Word? You ask Jesus what's going on and you listen, again. That's what goes on in the disciple boat. That belongs to the nature of the church. Secondly, the big kicker, is that proper abundant fruition of human life is not static. It is not homogeneous, boring. It's variated. Sometimes it's quite unique. You know, on our best days, you and I might be forecasting something like a 30-fold harvest on a really good day. But look around the boat. God's up to 60-fold business with some of these people. And then if you peer a bit further across the church as it exists throughout the world and deep into the back benches of the church's history. You'll find this in that instance of a hundredfold. Works of art in human life, if you will. And hanging out with them, learning from them, well, who knows what might happen with us. That's how it goes with Jesus' kingdom. It's like a sower who goes out to sow. That's the pattern. And if you didn't quite get it, ask the guy in the bow of the boat. He will go over it again. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.